you said you were you were searching for your, your utopia. Yes, that, yes. So, so you um, mean I like visited a, Holland? So like a, a version of paradise? Is that what yes, you mean? Yes, okay. version of paradise. Um, so I went to Holland and Denmark, and I didn't find it. I did find it a little bit um, in Corfu on, on that island outside of Greece. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, for an obvious reason, I got laid. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my friend Carl Solomon. He and I have known each other since probably 2007. My name is Tim Polari, and I'm interested in people. Some folks might know me for my work in true crime, having hosted the Missing More Murray and Crawlspace podcast for years, but this is a much different kind of show. This is about my friends and their wild lives. Season one of Life Of will feature my friend Carl Solomon and his life of acting, music, and drugs. What you're listening to is some audio from the TV show Tropical Cop Tales from Adult Swim that aired in 2019 that Carl Solomon has a good role in. Shout out to the creators Jim Hosking and Toby Harvard. So we're watching Carl's show Tropical Cop Tales, and this is episode 10 sports day and this is the one that you wanted to show me i hadn't seen this one yet yes yes it's one of my favorites uh because um i got everybody into a sing-song mood as you would call it so that happened in real life uh yes oh here it is here's my song okay. hey it's sports day hey it's sports day after the first part of this interview, me and Carl actually went outside to the parking lot and smoked a little weed. On the way back in, Carl was singing this, Hey, it's sports day, right past the building owner, who was very confused at what this shaggy man was doing with me. Carl's wearing a bright pink t-shirt with a picture of himself on it, and we undoubtedly reeked like marijuana. <laughs> oh my God, Carl! So with the repetitive stuff like that, like Jim will just tell you, just keep going, just keep going until yes. I say stop. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I think this stuff is brilliant, and uh, I love the style. I love yes, it. yes, and we're hoping, um, you know, if you know our listeners yes will give adult swim a call <laughs> either by text or phone and saying you want season 2 we want season 2 we <laughs> want season 2 yes we do want season 2 but let's go back in time to hear more about carl's early days let's go back all the way to san francisco in 1977 okay yes <laughs> when you were living there with your friend and uh, this is still before acting um, so yes, I hadn't decided to become an actor yet. So when did that happen? Um, okay, seventy-seven. So basically, uh, seventy-seven and seventy-eight. Um, it was the only thing. The only <laughs> thing that would motivate me in life was, and it still is, but not as much. <laughs> the Grateful Dead. Right. And then it was. Um, um, I decided um, I got a passport in um, 19, um, I guess it was 1978. And it was my Europe and Israel trip. 
Okay. Yes. Right. And that's how it leads, you know, leading on to how I wound up with the acting career. Yes. Um, I was still looking for utopia and visiting, um, as the Grateful Dead say, sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes we live in our part of our own. Sometimes we visit your country and live in your home. <laughs> um, okay. uh, but... So you you said you were you were searching for your utopia. Yes, that, yes. So, so you I, mean I like visited a, Holland. So like a, a version of paradise is that what yes, you mean? Yes, it's a okay. version of paradise. Um, so I went to Holland and Denmark, and I didn't find it. I did find it a little bit um, in Corfu on, on that island outside of Greece. Oh really? Okay. Uh, for an obvious reason, I got laid. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I was um, just going to ask you what what um, is the criteria exactly right. for utopia to you? Getting laid, it's weed. So those are two. We know those two. Well, just you know, a perfect society. Um, I you know okay. actually, well, I gave up on the whole thing. On what? The whole like look for utopia. I decided to you know like because um, I'll just you know concentrate on um, acting and you know other things. So that so um, during that trip is when you you um, said I, I have to stop searching for this paradise. Um, I I visited communes also in Ireland. I remember it well now. Ah. Um, in Ireland and um, Austria. Wow, look at you with all this traveling. Yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky I didn't fall into any cult or anything. Um, <laughs> have you seen a Midsummer yet? Not yet. I can't wait to. Oh, yeah. yes. I was you know, careful not to, to fall into anything like that. Yeah. But it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. But you, you um, did join um, sort of, I don't know what, what you'd call it, a counterculture group. The Rainbow Gathering, was it called? I've been to the Rainbow Gathering, but... I, it, Okay, so it's a gathering of of certain people, of yeah, of, of tribes, uh, okay. you know, like who you know, like live want to live off the grid and right. everything. Okay, I remember there was a clip of you from a documentary from I think the seventies. Yes, that's right, the one that, that was in seventy eight before I went to uh, Europe and Israel. Ah, yes, right before. Okay, and I remember, you know, you know, telling you the same thing I'm telling. Um, you that I was, you know, I could not get a paying job in broadcasting, so I'm between whatever I'm between. And this is a clip from Experience the Rainbow, Part One. This is Carl in 1978. It was boring the, the other few days, but this is the best oatmeal I've had since I've been here. What's inside? Um, chunks of apple b- bits and raisins. It's a little bit lighter. You use, I guess, different grain. Where are you from? Um. Originally from Long Island, I really am, and I was, um, you know, uh, you know. Well, this is what happened. I went through all these changes. I went, um, I finished. Um, I went through to Buffalo State College, and um, then I worked as a DJ at, um, at KOTO in Telluride, Colorado, and I couldn't, you know, like nobody would support me. I did all this, these creative energies for radio and TV, and I had a star for it. So I've been just traveling around. Oh, my God. I can't believe I wound up um, in documentaries unintentionally. And I think I might wind up. That's another story. I might wind up accidentally in this movie that's the most anticipated movie coming out this summer. You know what that is? No. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, Tarantino. Of course. This movie looks great. I can't wait. Yes. Well, what happened was 
It wasn't intentional. I was wearing a tie-dye. Um, they were filming outside my house, uh, the Knickerbocker. Um, uh-huh. And uh, But I had to go out, you know, to, to do some things. So, like, as I leave the um, Knickerbocker um, yeah. and out the lobby and everything, I see all these period cars. This is, oh, no, they're... But I have to, you know... You got to go. go. Go do my errands. Yeah. And so... <laughs> The thing is, I heard somebody say, oh, he's wearing a tie-dye, you know, just, um, uh, you know, film it. So, uh, okay, that makes sense. So um, so um, I have to wait to see it when it comes out. Cool. Uh, so it was an unintentional being in that movie. So, but at some point around 1980 is when you decided yes, yes. that you wanted to pursue acting. Yes, yes. I wound up going to Israel. Uh-huh. The problem with the whole overseas adventure, um, I was broke. Mm-hmm. And um, and even though I was, you know, going, um, getting Social Security, somebody, you know, had, you know, pinched my checks. Mm. And of course, um, how, how did you my do parents that? refused to help me out. <laughs> how did you? But I didn't ask. So. Well, what did you do? How did you get to so many different countries in Europe without any money? Oh, it's, it's embarrassing. Why? Oh, I would never do that, you know, anymore. Like, you know, like spare changing and shit oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was really... Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, hey, it's a hell of an experience, right? Yeah. So I get in Israel. They didn't, you know, like not like Canada. They didn't ask me how much money I had. Yeah. Um, so I get into Israel, and um, briefly, I was in a uh, before I did the uh, the Moshav and Kibbutz thing. Um, while I was in Tel Aviv, this is how it happened. Okay. I was approached by one of the producers. George Eckstein, um, in a cafe or a bar, I was asked, how would you like to play a Roman soldier uh, for three months? I said, fine. (laughs) And the rest was history. Okay. Yes, that's how it all began. Okay. It was Masada. So you were offered like a a background role, was it? Yes, yes. uh... And the thing is, um, a picture of it was when I visited my mom. There was all, oh, I, I took a picture Oh, here it is. Yay, I found it. And here's a photograph of a photograph of Carl in Roman soldier outfit. He looks young and very skinny. My first role in the movies! (laughs) That's a young Carl Solomon. Yes. Wow. My first role as a Roman soldier in the TV movie Masada. It had uh, Peter O'Toole played the Roman general. And Peter Strauss. That's cool. Uh, played uh, 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 the revolutionary who led the revolt okay. on top of the plateau, known as Masada. And it was an eight-hour movie uh, told in four days, um, uh, done by um, Boris Segal, who wow. happens to be the father of Katie Segal oh, of uh, Married with Peggy Children. Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so so during the filming, you you enjoyed yourself. You yes, said, yes, I had a good time. It was like said, really hot. It was really uncomfortable in that Roman uh, soldier <laughs> costume. <laughs> well, that's what the money's for, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Uh, it came out to fifteen bucks a day. 
Okay, which yeah, not, and they fed us. Not bad back then, I guess. Right? Uh, I mean, what's that equivalent today? Like a hundred um, bucks? I don't know. Okay, and you enjoy yourself to the point where you you sit, you looked yes, around. Yes, I love doing this. You looked around. You said, "I fit in here. I can do this job." Yes. Um, this is something I want to do. Yes. I enjoy yes. It. it. It was because I had failed. Yeah. As um, in the broadcasting business, there was no pay, and even my brother, who um, did uh, broadcasting, yeah realized you know like it only pays minimum wage if you do get paid um and it's the sales people they're the ones that make the bucks in yep. the radio um, industry so after the shoot in tel aviv you had a little bit of money um and you were wanting to get into more motion pictures and tv shows I know, the thing was this is really embarrassing um I had to borrow from you know the American Embassy. Oh wow! Uh, I just paid it back a couple of years ago. Um, they they my parents wouldn't lend me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't send me anybody. <laughs> get get back! I was stuck. Let me interrupt by saying you're Lander Vuerhul. Um, who I boinked. Um, <laughs> um, where are you? I can't find you on Facebook. Call me, Yolanda. Call me. What? What? Um, That's one of the highlights of my trip to Europe and Israel. Okay, so this is a friend that you met in in Israel. Yes, on Carfu. On Carfu? What's that mean? That's an island, Carfu. Oh, Oh, so this was Utopia. Okay, her name was Yolanda. Yolanda, Yolanda Verhul. I should have, like, contacted her before. Um, She's the one that got away. The one that got away. My fault. My bad. Why? What? What happened? Um, I never contacted her when I, um, she gave me her number and everything. But, but you left. But I left. Yeah. So why, why'd you leave her then? I guess. Oh, because, um, uh, it was just like temporary. Yeah. You weren't staying there for very long. You were moving. No, out. no. Yeah. We were, she, they, she was on vacation. She actually had a nine to five job. And the thing is, oh, oh where did she What live? is really, um, Rotterdam. Uh, that's oh, in okay. Um, Holland. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. And, um. But the thing is, what makes working in the continental um, Europe as opposed to the UK, the continental um, continental Europe, and even the people that work in McDonald's, everybody gets a six-week paid vacation. It's a wonderful thing. So you run into people vacationing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that uh, um, so. <sighs> So, so anyway, was, I, I that that you were you were, you happened to meet up with with women and and people that were ready to have a good time. Yes, okay, yeah, so exactly. All right. Yes. So it was a good place to live for a while temporarily. Yes, yes, it was. Um, yeah, I had some good times. Yeah, but it's you know like you know it's not fun you know when when you're broke. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So how, the the embassy they they loan people money. Um. Yes. They did then. Back, or, back at that time. Wow, that seems pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So they, how much money did they loan you? Um, it was six hundred and sixty-one bucks. Wow. To fly one way to fly back. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just needed the plane money. Okay. And then you got, uh, you got back to the states, and what did you do then? The Grateful Dead. I think um, Folsom Field, um, Boulder, Colorado, was my first shows back. Okay, so you went right to Colorado. Yeah, it was, I resumed. <laughs> Life <laughs> going to dead <laughs> shows. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be thought strange that the Grateful Dead chose Boulder, Colorado for their 15th anniversary concert. 
For the true blue deadhead, the anniversary was like being a witness to history. For the band, they marked it with nonchalance and good music. I should have known there was some kind of anniversary involved or something like that, so this sounds like a very big show that Carl did not want to miss. All right, so no, it's Folsom Field, okay. uh, Boulder, Colorado. I meet up with uh, Richie, the person that originally got me on SSI. Uh, okay. I, I also got, I went back uh, to join the SSI club. Okay, great, great. You know, after that. And so you were uh, touring again with the dead um, and seeing a bunch of shows. The summer of um, 1980, um, after a few dead shows. Um, I you know, resumed pursuing acting. Okay. Unfortunately, there was an actor strike uh-huh. um, in 1980. I picked the wrong time to do it. And so from 80 to 84, I pursued acting uh, based on the fun and the fact that I found my niche at what I wanted to do just by portraying a Roman soldier um, on, in the miniseries Masada. Are you seen in the movie? Yes. You'd have to pick yourself out. I'd have to pick myself out. Um, Do you remember when it aired and watching it and being excited? Yes. I, um, I, I, wore, I, I watched it at a laundromat. I got them to put it on. A laundromat called the Sparkle Laundromat in Missoula, Montana. Yes, I remember it well. Wow. Did you have friends there? And did you uh, say, that's yeah, me? I, had a, I just had a, pl- a place to say, yes, yeah. yes, that's me. I recognized it. Um 1980 to 1985. Yep. Um, you pursued acting. I pursued acting. I got um, a few principal roles. Okay. Um, and principal- one of the highlights, uh, speaking part. Okay, or, yeah, okay. That's what principal very fe- very featured. Yep. Where um, even if the dialogue is saying, who, 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 and I must have told you about this before. <laughs> this is so. like one of the best roles I had. Oh, let me, yeah, let me hear Well, it. you know, all right, first of all, you, uh, you are you familiar with Ken Russell's work? Uh, it doesn't sound uh, familiar. Tommy. There was a movie called oh, Tommy okay. based on the rock opera sure. by The Who. Yeah. The same director, Ken Russell. He's from the UK. I uh, made a movie called uh, Crimes of Passion. Uh-huh. Um, it had Kathleen Russell and it had um, Norman Bates, um, Anthony Perkins. Okay. Um, as the guy that's stalking her. Oh, wow. <laughs> the poor guy is always typecast. He's always, always playing mentals. <laughs> But anyway, okay, in the opening five... Did I tell you about this before? I don't remember this. Okay, in the opening five minutes of that, <laughs> of that film, um, <laughs> um, there was four people in a peep show, the last one being Anthony Perkins, and there's three others. Um, or it might have been five. Okay. Uh, and Kathleen Turner is um performing a sex act with a you know like in the, a dildo shaped in the statue of liberty okay as she's you know sticking it in okay and um <laughs> thank you they were all of <laughs> they were all really excited about it okay and then so i had a so i'll do what i was doing every oh at this time give me a napkin it's a prop <laughs> here you can um, use this okay well Let's pretend this is a napkin. Uh, and um, you see, they, they added it in the post. Um, but the thing was, 
uh, basically. Yeah. Um, so you were jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes. <what> yes. <laughs> you wanted to hear me say it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm going, oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and and then you see a napkin going down, which they added in the post. <laughs> okay. So um, to make it more clear what was yes, happening. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was like um, one of the big roles. Then I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Were the were these roles that you auditioned for, or it was kind of like word of mouth, like you had worked on this uh, movie? Let me get into this one too. Same. I auditioned people before. maybe. I I do okay. the same thing. I keep all the casting directors on index cards. There you go. That's really smart. Yes. Yeah. And I still do that to this day. Really smart. And and you keep up uh, talking with them yes, as much as you yes. can, right? Yeah. And, we, and there was this um, uh, one um, casting director, Mary Santiago, who um, called me out of the blue and says, you're perfect for this role. It's a hands-on <laughs> project. <laughs> a hands-on project indeed, Carl. And next time on Life Of, we discuss more of Carl Solomon's early movie roles.